I'll be honest, I usually stop reading Julius Caesar after Act 3, and I stop teaching it too. I just show the movie for Acts 4 and 5 because everything after Act 3 is just falling action, and there's a lot of falling. If you recall, back in Act 3, the conspirators acted to save the Republic, according to historians, and I quote, In the mind of the conspirators, the whole point of Caesar's assassination was to save the Roman Republic and prevent any one man from taking all of the power. However, things didn't go the way they planned. As Caesar's body lay lifeless in the theater of Pompey, his murderers fled. Just a few days later, Caesar's corpse was carried to the Roman Forum, where a massive funeral took place that was attended by grieving Roman citizens still in disbelief over the death of their beloved idol. There, Mark Antony, Caesar's friend, gave a speech that enraged a fire in the hearts of the Roman people. This series of events sparked the Liberator's civil war in which Mark Antony, Octavian, and the angry Roman people fought versus the conspirators of Caesar's murder. This war ultimately ended with the rise of Octavian as emperor, which signified the end of the Roman Republic and beginning of the new Roman Empire. So what exactly happened to Caesar's body? Well, the people of Rome were so devastated at the loss of their beloved dictator that they cremated him right in the Roman Forum. In the same spot many years later, the temple of the deified Julius Caesar was built in his honor by his heir, Octavian. Today, you can visit the exact spot of Caesar's cremation as a mound marks the spot where his ashes were burned over 2,000 years ago. What the heck? Again, I was in Rome in 2018. I didn't know that was there. I guess there's a lot more to see in Rome than the spot where Caesar's ashes were. <sighs> Well, according to historians, though, Julius Caesar has not been forgotten as the mound is regularly decorated with commemorative flowers and coins. I guess I saved myself a coin by not going there. Greetings and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where this summer we combine my two favorite things, literature and summer vacation. Get ready for some literary quotes. Despite the anticlimax of Act 4, it does contain one of the greatest examples of smack talk in all of literature— as Antony and Octavius divide the spoils of rebellion, the innocent Octavius asks about the third member of the triumvirate, Lepidus. Antony replies, let's, start, let's go back and start with Octavius asks, says about Lepidus, and I quote, he's a tried and valiant soldier, and Antony's response is, so is my horse. Octavius, and for that I do appoint him store of provender. Act 4, scene 1, lines 27 through 30. Uh, Act 4 begins with a look at Antony's more cunning side as he compares the third member of the triumvirate to a horse no longer useful and fit for death. I think it's deliciously ironic that Antony wants to do the same to Lepidus, a loyal partner that he criticized Brutus for doing to Caesar. I guess politicians a couple thousand years ago weren't entirely trustworthy. <laughs> Man, it's so weird, huh, that they weren't trustworthy. Because today, yeah. Are you a trustworthy teacher? That is, do you have a lesson plan ready to go at the start of class with handouts and specific learning targets? If not, I recommend you check out ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, the Shakespeare of internet lesson plan sites. In fact, if William Shakespeare were alive today, he'd probably go to my site for ideas. Because if you don't have good lesson plans, you might be sent out to pasture like Lepidus after your next principal's observation. That's why I got a couple resources for you. Hey, we got the, uh, yeah, I'm tired of going over this. I went over it last five episodes, but in case you missed those, in case you missed those, I've created a course specifically designed for ELA teachers. And even if you're not an ELA teacher, it's very entertaining because I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I've also put together a collection of Julius Caesar lesson plans over at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. And you're probably not teaching Julius Caesar in August. Maybe you are. But if not, don't worry, there's other, there's, uh, other great lesson plans there as well. Show notes, links, there you go. Speaking of lesson plans, I have a neat little character analysis lesson plan that helps students relate these characters to their own life. It's a multiple column chart with the character's name in the right column, character trait coming next, and an example coming after that, and whether you'd want this person as your friend. For example, we have Anthony. In the far left column, we have Mark Anthony. 
Next column, a character trait is that he is opportunistic. Uh, third column, would I want him as my friend? I'm going to say no. No, I wouldn't. Although I do like Oates. My analysis is he's my friend until it no longer benefits him. You guys have friends like that? Your students are like that. I talked about last episode about not being friends with your students. That's exactly the kind of friends they would be. Is yeah, they're, they're your friends as long as you give them breaks on homework. But the second they can bury you, they will. Life lesson. There's a lot of backstabbing in Julius Caesar, literal and figurative. This seems like a good topic to discuss with high school students, some of whom engage wholeheartedly in backstabbing. Chances are if your friends are trash-talking their other friends to you, they're probably doing the same about you to others. Takeaways. Takeaway number one, I'm not sure the play is worth teaching or reading after Act 3. There are a couple of good movies you can show off on YouTube to give students the ending they crave, and they will agree with you. Takeaway number two, Shakespeare depicts Mark Antony as a cutthroat politician, which historically speaking, he probably was. And three, backstabbing is a topic high school students can relate to. I'll never backstab you, my loyal and even if you're a disloyal listener. I won't backstab you. No way. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 